yeah, all right, fine. <laughs> you can drink at home first. <laughs> this is true. I still have like a bunch of. Um, you got your eight percent cans now, have you? I do. Um, Tiny Rebel are doing like a eleven. Sponsored by Tiny Rebel. <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, they've got a, a it's their eleven year anniversary or something. Um, it's not. I mean, you think for the tenth anniversary, they do something special. Eleven years is like, well, you could have what Hogwarts now. What? Or maybe they're just doing. Um, oh, they're passing their eleven plus. Do you remember eleven plus? Yeah, I passed my eleven plus. Oh, yeah. Do you went to a grammar school? Didn't I went you? to a grammar school. I did yeah, my. Yeah. I did my eleven plus. I did three eleven pluses because it was back in the days where now I think you do one eleven plus and right. you just send the results to all the different schools. When I did it, it was a separate t- test for each school. Mm. Got my first choice, baby. I was a real clever boy. Well done. All downhill from there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the Tiny Rebel doing like 11, 11 years. I think it's, they do probably do one every single year, but um, just, you know, doing like... They don't want to do an anniversary twice a year. <laughs> sure, no. Um, they might do some special things like at some point, be like, oh, it's the anniversary of this specific thing. You know when you... You know when one is in a relationship... Do uh, do you ever do like a, a six month anniversary or like a three month anniversary? I always find those things really um, stupid. I haven't been in any particularly long anniversaries, any long relationships. Have you been in a three month relationship or a six month relationship? Um, and I, then did you do an anniversary? N- no, not really. No, and I mean I haven't either. But I have had people say like, I have did some. I what I was been seeing someone they did say like, oh, it, you know, it's you know, it's our three month anniversary, and I went. It's not an anniversary, is it? <laughs> like anniversary means a year. That's what that means. Yeah, and then, of course, uh, wasn't appreciated that pedantry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, technically, because it's uh, I don't know what the word for a three month uh, three month thing is. Yeah, uh, but it also meaningless. Anyone can do three months. I'll try doing a year, and after that, all goes downhill. <laughs> Mm. I think the I think the year anniversary is like a, a like the one to do. That's the one where it goes it, like. It, oh, it, it also is dependent. <laughs> it's also dependent on what your anniversary is, because I think that some people do the anniversary of the first, I assume first date. Yeah, um, or first date, and then first uh, time you said you know be official or whatever. Yeah, the the official tag. Um, then when but, you get married, it resets. But I think with nowadays, I don't know if, but it seems like relationships, the official tag. Is a very blurred line, and then at some point you just like, okay, we're I guess we sort of are official now. Yeah, in, I mean, in our in our parents' generation, as we're always told, it was always like, how many dates do you go on someone with go on with someone before you sleep with them, and now it's how many times do you sleep with someone before you go on a date with them? <laughs> well, it's dependent. Uh, the answer in, both, th- in my case is zero. <laughs> I think it's dependent. I think it's dependent on the people and the relationships. I think there's definitely some people. Who, um, who? There's, there's the people who are more, I guess, sexually active, who just end up sort of, um, just they're having sex and then be like, oh, do you want to actually hang out? Which is not just you know, carnal pleasure. Carnal pleasure. Yep. <laughs> Spoken like a real <laughs> middle-aged priest. <laughs> That's my. That's my identity. bag, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so, but like, so it's a generational thing. What do you think Leo DiCaprio does? Because there's two generations oh, in that relationship right there. Uh, for context. Uh, Everyone knows he's, he dates younger women. He's currently dating a 19-year-old. It's really weird when people sort of make the ages very well known, by, uh, like make them very apparent, sorry, mm. by the fact that the, the lead characters in The Last of Us are technically one year 
like less different. Yeah, and <laughs> which is which is crazy. Yeah, because like if Pedro Pascal DiCaprio doing... is a year older or something like that. Yeah, I I saw that comparison as well. The one I saw was that they were just the same, so I just assumed that. But in either case, of yeah, it's not gonna make much of a difference. Mm. But yeah, you think like if they, if Pedro Pascal said like, oh yeah, I've actually met Bella Ramsey. Is it yes, the actor's name? It's like, oh yeah, we met on the set and we actually just started going out. Everyone would like, be like I think it's because they're playing like a sort of father-daughter relationship. I know it's yeah. not quite, but like uh, they, they have that kind of relationship. That's maybe why people would see it that way. Mm. But yeah, it's uh, it's something. Because didn't he, because when the memes were kicking off like a few years ago, because everyone sort of knew this, but then I feel like he really became well-known when he was dating a 20, he dumped someone when they were 25. And then people noticed that, like the pattern. I the think pattern, I, like, I, th- I think it was probably the third time. Like people, yeah. people were just a bit like, oh, "Okay, that's a bit <laughs> weird." But like as the, as you get older, it's it it becomes more and more weird. But then the third is <laughs> when it happens to be the same age you're date, you're dumping them, yeah. and then you're picking the same age. Uh, which that's you what first... I like about high school girls, man. Mm. As I get older, they stay the same age. It's a little odd. <laughs> it's a little odd, but no one's getting hurt by it. 19's old enough to make your own decisions but Christ is it I mean to be fair I think it's quite a, probably a very transactional relationship they both know what they're getting out of it mm-hmm. Leo DiCaprio is like I want young hot women and he and she's like I want rich successful famous person that's probably gonna I don't know what she does probably a model or something right possibly but more people are talking about her now as a result of it I'm not so, that's a very cynical look on it yeah. but I think that there probably is an element to that I mean I think when it comes to a lot of Hollywood uh, there are like transactional relationships yeah there's probably someone's probably her agent has said like oh you should go out with leo dicaprio that would really help mm. you and he's oh no he's single again yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah um so tom do you know why i've brought you here today why have you all of a sudden looked like you're reading off a script what's going on <laughs> where am i <laughs> so you don't know why I brought yes you here. yes go on okay so we do got... the films <laughs> we've got four films to talk about today that's more than usual it is uh the, are there fewer questions than usual Somewhat. That means no. <laughs> that means no. Uh, the four films we're talking about today are Cocaine Bear. Excellent. With our friend, Aaron Oldenreich. Yep. Uh, what's Love Got to Do With It? Yes, with Lily James. Mm-hmm. Just 80 for Brady. What? Was that again? 80 for Brady. 80 for Brady. I've not heard of that. That's and, a new one. And Broker. Broker? The Broker looks good. Yeah. That's the one I'm excited to see out of all of them. I think I'm, I'm too fair. I'm, I'm most excited for Cocaine Bear and Broker because yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what's like. It's going to be. It could be. It could be really bad, but it hey, could I'm also sure be. Broker's really good. But no, no, no. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm talking about Cocaine Bear. But it could be like just a really fun. Did it get nominated this year for the Best Picture, Cocaine Bear, <laughs> or does that go? For, does it technically go for next year's? Uh, it got nominated for Best Writing. Best Writing, right? I see. Mm. I don't, I'd never read those categories. Yeah. So, we'll start off with Cocaine Bear. Why not? Um, the description here is... I don't, the description is the title of the film, right? You don't need to have a description. An oddball bear, group of cops... Cocaine. A, cocaine Bear. An oddball group of cops, uh, criminals, tourists and teens, uh, converges in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. So basically, Tom, yes, you're right. And it's just got a random, um, a random assortment of people. Yeah, including someone we know very well, who's one of our best friends. <laughs> uh, we worked with... Uh, yeah, we um, once worked on a show called Brave New World, with, starring... Uh, Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah. Um, and he will not remember us at all. <laughs> he might do. There is no chance of that. <laughs> Absolutely no chance. Um, 
I, there's 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 a few different things for this one. If it's a question about, it's I, not. I, I, it's I, don't, not I don't know which I know. I know less about whether it's cocaine or bears. <laughs> it's. Um, I'm actually going to ask you a like a do a little what what drug are you sort of quiz. <laughs> so I'm going to cocaine. You, this. this, this <laughs> Uh, I'm going to ask you a list of questions, and you have to just. Is this a Buzzfeed quiz? This is this a Buzzfeed quiz. This is a Buzzfeed quiz. Unbelievable. Actually, I just don't know if it is Buzzfeed. I'm actually a Hufflepuff. No, What's your Hufflepuff. ideal party? A chill out with a few friends, a club, a festival, just me alone in a dark room, a house party, or a pizza party? Probably a house party. Yeah. What was the first one? Chill. A chill out with a few friends. That one, as well as a house party. Yeah. Friends at a house party. So, ideally. which one are you going for? Fuck, I suppose, yeah. Um, house party, I guess. House party. Well, that's good because mine was the other one. Too so. old for house parties this, at this point. <laughs> Which celeb would you most want to get high with? Angelina Jolie, Ooh. Hunter S. Thompson, Ooh. Miley Cyrus, Ooh. Seth Rogen, uh. Uh, ASAP Rocky, or Johnny Cash? Well, I don't think I could keep up with Hunter S. Thompson or Johnny Cash. Who is Hunter S. Thompson? Uh, he was an American. I don't know if he's just alive. Okay, he's going to look bad. He might not be alive. Um, did you ever see Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? Yes. Uh, that's him. Uh, that's he's Johnny Depp in that. He's a writer and uh, right. Okay. Um, very no, very well known for uh, doing lots lots of drugs. He, he parties hard. Mm. Uh, I don't think I can keep up with him. I don't think I can keep up with Johnny Cash uh, or Seth Rogen. Any of them. So who was the first one? Angelina Jolie. Yeah, she's hot. Uh, her. <laughs> I, I, feel like, I feel like I don't. <laughs> There's th- also ones you haven't mentioned were Miley Cyrus and ASAP Rocky. I think Miley, Miley Cyrus. It would end up being a very messy night. I think there would be vomit. Like it would. It would be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Angela Jolie, I think this is no insult to her, but I don't associate her with any drugs, so I don't know if anything would actually happen. What would what, what, is yeah. she? I don't, I don't know. Like, I think with some of the other characters, you're like uh, people. You you would be like, yes, I know. Like Seth Rogen. Hmm, I don't. I think they might be into weed. <laughs> oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I I'd probably say Seth Rogen actually was probably the most fun with, but I think he'd have a lot more than I would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it's so oh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, fine, sure. I think that puts me more in the weed category. Mm-hmm. What's your hobbies? You have to pick one. Uh, dancing, no. writing, socialising, video games, walking, extreme sports. Fucking hell. Um, I mean, probably video games, but not at the moment. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, you've been more socialising. Socialising is not a hobby. It's not a hobby. That's not a hobby. They, That's just it, something you do. But they put it there. Okay. Socialising. So, uh, socialising? No, that's not a hobby. Video games. What do you like to do in your spare time? I like to socialise with people. <laughs> that's, that's code for I have no interests. Or <laughs> I am a boring person. Yeah. What do you social? What do you talk about if that's just if that's your hobby? You talk about socialising. You talk about socialising. Hey, I talked to this person. Oh, I socialised with someone else the other day. You'll never guess what happened. Uh, they got a great story about something they did. Yeah, yeah. I'm now going to rip off. Um, yeah. What, what did I say? That one. Video games or yeah, socialising. Sure. Okay. Oh, no, socialising, not socialising. Not socialising. Not, okay. not one. Not something I enjoy sometimes. Okay. Video games, the opposite right. of socialising. What's your best trait? I'm fun, I'm creative, I'm charismatic, I'm focused, I'm chilled out, I'm unique. All of them. I mean... I think unique is a very... It doesn't mean anything, because unique in what way? If everyone's unique, no one is. Yes, syndrome. It's... Yeah, you this is the second time just, we talked about syndrome on the podcast. Hey, he's an underrated. <laughs> is he a twist villain? I don't know. Um, what was the question? What's your best trait? I'm creative, fun, not focused. Apparently, I'm focused, <laughs> not focused, or I'm unique. Um, what, what, I, the, I, what, I, would you, what would you put me in? I put you in. I'm chilled out. 
Yeah, I'm trying to chill that apart from when somebody annoys me and I start yelling. But yeah, yeah. fine, chill that. Yep. Very much. I don't really know what the answer to this quiz is going to be. Then <laughs> given all my answers. What's your worst trait? I can be a bit of a loner. I'm flighty. That's not a worst trait. That's that's a that's a strength. <laughs> so maybe that one. I can be a bit intense. I can be hard to understand. I'm immature. I can be over emotional. Probably immature. Immature. Probably imma- well immature or no, I'm not, I'm not that much of a loner. I do. No. Like, I do sometimes need my own time. I think. Yeah, I, I think you're space. you're one of the people those people who has like a set. Um, uh, group of friends which you know you're very solid with yeah um, I don't need to talk to new people mm. the problem is is then when they start to sort of drop off when they move abroad or they do something else with the guys I then don't replace them so my friend group is like that because it's tiny um, so now it's just you Pete yep and you don't like me very much because <laughs> I'm mean mm. um, yeah so you say I'm immature I'd say immature because mm-hmm. yeah I can't go I can't I don't think I've got a day without you doing a, your mum joke. This one's just pick an animal. Horse, raccoon, bunny, sloth, slow loris, or a dog. What's a slow loris? It's an animal. What kind of animal? I don't know if I, that could be my animal, but I don't I don't know what it is. It looks like that. Jesus, that's seen some shit. <laughs> um I like a sloth. Sloth, alright. I like a, it's an animal and a deadly sin, so I can't not pick that. Uh, the idea of your perfect drug is seeing something. Uh, uh, you, on, a, what, on a question that asks what drug are you, you can't then ask, oh, what's your ideal drug? <laughs> like, something that helps me see things differently, something to expand my horizons, something new, something to chill me out, something to make me happy, or something to give me a buzz. Uh, something to. I think I'd quite like to try something that expanded my horizons. Yep, fair enough. Uh, I've always wanted to try LSD. I think I, I, think I, I went for expanding horizons as well. Yeah. Um, Pick a movie villain. Syndrome. Uh, Raoul Silver. Yeah, the country for old men. Um, the Joker. No, wait, no, Raoul Silver was... Um, I think that's... Uh, um, Skyfall. That's Skyfall. Skyfall, sorry. Same actor. Um, the Joker. Uh, out of Batman. Magneto. X-Men. Loki. Uh, Son of the Mask. The Joker again. <laughs> the Joker again. Is it different Jokers? Which Joker? Uh, no, it just says it's just it's just text it's, of the Joker. If, I, if you hit a different Joker, I is that going to get a different result? I don't know. And the last one is uh, Wicked Stepmother. Bit left uh, field, but... I'm going to go with Ralph Silver because like him. you like James Bond. I like James Bond. Well, yeah, I like the film. Scuffle's good Bond. Yeah, Scuffle good Bond. And he's a good film. Pick a piece of art. Um, Jackson Pollock's Jackson Pollock's uh, number eight. Yep. The Scream. Big Splodge. Um, Munch. Uh, uh, Lewis Wayne's Cats Tracy Emmons' Beds Nighthawks Edward Hopper or a Chill Out with a Few Friends so the only one I haven't heard of or the only one I don't know what you're talking about is the um, the one a few back <laughs> the one uh, after... Lewis Wayne's Cats no I know what that is um, The Scream no I know what that is Jackson Pollock's Jackson Pollock's I know what that is uh, Tracy Emmons' Bed that's the one I don't know what that is. Right. Can you show me that painting? Um, I show. It, it's kind of like more of an art piece where she um, just sort of had like that looks like, like my bed. Yeah, that's, the, <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it, it was kind of like she um, laid her bed out, which is just had all the bits of her life <coughs> okay. just all over, or just a life which she like showed. Um, and it was it was it was an interesting piece, but like a lot of people were just like ah, there's condoms everywhere. I see, or something like that. Or, or you know. Well, as I'm very immature, uh, I'm not going to pick that. Uh, I think probably Nighthawks. It's very like, yeah. I, I, I like the, I like the atmosphere of it. I went for the same one. <laughs> oh, no, 
Uh, pick a Beatles song. This is the last one. Uh, Norwegian Wood, Eleanor Rigby, Helter Skelter, Let It Be, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, and All You Need Is Love. Well, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds is about LSD. <laughs> so I can't imagine. Uh, but I would say probably Eleanor Rigby. I like it. I like, I'll sing that one to myself. Right. Okay. Your drug. Calculating results. Is it weed or LSD? It's just calculating results. Cal- calculating it's- my ass. <laughs> It's ecstasy. It's ecstasy. Yeah. What answer do you think influenced it to pick ecstasy over anything else? You are ecstasy. You're bubbly, tactile, and fun. I'm none you of love those your friends <laughs> and also ran- and also random strangers. No, this Every- is everyone incorrect. basically. If anyone, um, any- I'll let you. you're all about positive outlook and having a good time. And why not? You have plenty of things to be happy about. After all, <laughs> all right. Not- don't like new people. I don't have a positive outlook. <laughs> I'm not fucking bubbly. <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, I don't think this uh, this BuzzFeed quiz is. Really as accurate as the scientists say. <laughs> no. Uh, and the second part to this this one... What do you mean? What uh, was your one, by the way? Uh, I will go to this after okay. I... Uh, after I... We ask, what animal are you? <laughs> is this like... Is this entertaining? <laughs> is this like... I'm intrigued. You're intrigued, but my point is that anyone who might listen to this doesn't know me. <laughs> this is all like... <laughs> wow, this like... strange person I've never met before. He's a, he's ecstasy. Like, the... Great. <laughs> and he's also a sloth. But the, um, the like the only people who are listening to this are basically you and I anyway. So it's not even me. <laughs> right, what animal are you? Uh, what's better, food, respect, or fun? Food. Um, which animalistic ability would you love to have? Flight, breathing underwater, having horns, sharp teeth, being venomous, or I don't know. I don't know is one of the answers. Yes, uh, flight, please. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that. I said that on the last one when we talked about yeah. superhero stuff. Pick an adjective that describes you best. Wild, balanced, calm. Did you say an adjective? Uh, adjective. There we go. But sorry, I was too busy being pedantic <laughs> to. Uh, Wild, to balanced, or calm. Balanced. Okay. I guess. Uh, which element do you feel you're most attached to? Fire, wind, um, water, or earth? Is I don't know one of those answers. <laughs> Uh, fire because it's because I'm unpredictable. Wind because it represents freedom. Water because it symbolizes life. Or earth because I love stability. I mean, probably I want to say wind, but realistically, earth. <laughs> I want to be all. Free. I'll go for wind for uh, you. Yeah, fine. Give me wind. You want to be wind. Oh uh, yeah. Pick an adjective. Pick another adjective that describes you best. Devious, creative, or majestic. What kind of prick has this, picks themselves and goes majestic? <laughs> I mean, there will be some pricks here like that. Yeah, like, oh no, actually, I think I'm like brilliant. Me. <laughs> what, what's your best adjective? Oh, I'm brilliant. I'm fucking amazing. <laughs> there, you know, some people who would say that. Yeah, out of this, I don't think I'm particularly wild or majestic. So I'll say creative, but I don't. There's devious, creative, or majestic. De- I'm devious. Devious? I, well, no, not devious. Creative. Creative. Yep. Cool. Uh, what? Cli- which climate would you live in? Uh, some are hot and dry. Somewhere in between, or somewhere cold. Somewhere in between. Yep. I mean, that's, that's just like the Goldilocks thing of like yeah, somewhere nice, somewhere too hot, or somewhere pick, too cold. Pick a continent: Asia, Europe, America, I Africa, should, and Australia. I you should pick a continent, like we're on countdown. <laughs> I love a B please, Bob. Yep. Um, pick a continent. Yeah, Asia, uh, Europe, America, Africa, uh, or Australia. Which America? I know it's, it's two Americas. Yeah, They're very tro- fucking different. The, there's a choice of five continents. Famously, the world oh, yeah. only has five. Yeah. Well, it's alright, I wouldn't have picked Antarctica anyway. Um, I'd say... I'll say America, because that could be fucking anything. Sure. Uh, what's your worst trait? 
uh, too trusting, too selfish, too lazy, too nice, too afraid, too childish. Cross between childish, selfish, and lazy. Um, probably lazy. That's fucked me over a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> What's yeah. your favourite colour? Red, pink, yellow, green, turquoise, blue. Blue. Okay. Right. We we've got like three more questions. What do you see yourself as? Um, Majestic. Prey, predator, or neither? Neither. Yeah. Oh, that's some, some that's some alpha male bullshit yep. right there. <laughs> um, Sigma male, whatever the fucking thing is now. What do you prefer? Scales and skin or fur and leather <laughs> fur and feathers? Fur, fur and leather. <laughs> fur and leather, please. <laughs> um This is too far down the fairy the fairy side. I can't I what do for, I prefer? I, I, I went for fur and feathers. Fur and feathers probably, yeah. Scales is like no one's into scales. Nope. <laughs> Uh, and last one, do you like having company? Sometimes, yes, no. Sometimes. Okay, let's see what you are. I think I've just gone. The, I've just gone the middle of the road answer every time. Right, you're a, you're a parrot. I'm a parrot. So you were you were. Did you get my joke? Yeah, it's it very good. Well done, Tom. You're an ecstasy parrot. An ecstasy parrot. I don't. Yeah, go on. Was a weed parrot. But I would say I would be more of a weed parrot. <laughs> I think you'd probably be the ecstasy, and yeah, I'd be maybe. the weed. Because you're like you can get a bit hyperactive sometimes. I feel like you're quite, you know, energetic. Energetic. Yeah. You've never met uh, Pete. Uh, you keep this a, a close guarded secret this whole time, but you do have ADHD. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, I mean, I've got attention deficit, but only when we're on this podcast. Apparently, <laughs> the the um, uh, follow up question to this is: if there's a story about a weed parrot and an XC parrot, no, this can't. This, <laughs> it's, that's the Rick and Morty thing. Two parrots. <laughs> they're not brothers, but they're quite similar. Go on. No, what's the what's, what's the what's the story? Was it Rango? Was that a that was a lizard, right? That was a lizard. Was there a parrot in that? I haven't seen it, but I've never seen it. Have you seen? A, it? It's been a long time since, since I've seen Rango. No, not Rango. What was the other one? There was the one. There was there was Rio. Rio. That's what I'm thinking of. That yeah. was a bird. Yeah. 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 Um, what's the plot of that? And I'll add an extra <laughs> parrot. <laughs> okay, so uh, 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 it's just Rio. I don't think that because I think. I don't know what the plot of it is. Right, no. I'm not going to try and make a plot of a film because I don't have the brain power to do that on the best of days. Mm-hmm. Um, but my the sort of concept would be, I think, you're doing a parrot. It's going to have some interactions with humans. And I think, maybe it's a weird parrot next to parrot. Maybe it's two parrots, right? They're mm. not actually representative of the drugs, but they're owned by people who smoke lots of weed. And, and yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've picked up the respective traits of their yeah. Parents. yeah. And then they go to a pet shop. They get sold to a pet shop, <laughs> and some old lady has to sort of look after them. And it's a wholesome kids film that you don't reference the drugs too much. Yeah, it's one. It's one of those adults. Clearly, clearly, yeah. did like kids. It's going to go over the adults' minds, uh, and then <laughs> you just have like these obviously quite well. One's a stoner, and one's a, what, what, what's the ecstasy equivalent of a of a of stoner? I don't know. As I said before, I don't know which I know less about drugs or bears, <laughs> like or animals, like. I I I don't yeah I've never tried drugs, Mum. If you're listening, <laughs> but the drugs I have tried uh, wasn't cocaine. Well, no, I, I couldn't tell you what the yeah. Day. I've I never mean, had ecstasy. No, neither have I. Uh, <laughs> it sounds really it's a really entertaining it's... conversation, isn't it? Have you had this drug? No, have you? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next. Um... Start a Christian podcast. Next. <laughs> Talk no. about purity. Um. We're next going to be talking about what's love got to do with it. What's love got to do with it? Now, this is set uh, set between London and Lahore. 
um, a filmmaker documentary. See, this is what immature. You say Lahore, <laughs> and I know it's a place. I know where it is. Uh, a filmmaker documents her childhood friend and neighbor's arranged marriage to a bride from Pakistan. Now, the question I'm going to ask you about this. If you could be arranged marriage, no, no, who no, would no, you no, get married no, no. to? Uh, in the trailer, mm. they make a joke about, and they mention three different films. Yes. Love Actually. Yes. My Big, uh, My Big, My Brick, My Big uh, Fat Greek Wedding, yeah. and Meet the Parents. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you, firstly, Uh-oh. five questions of reviews, and you've got to a- answer which one of those three films this is. All right, okay, because of my, again, my attention deficit, the three films were Love Actually, Love Actually Meet the Parents, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I've not seen that one. I've seen Get Into the Greek. Right. So, uh, there's a set of five questions and a set of six. Yep. Um, first, it's reviews. Uh, so, an educational film on the multi-purpose use of Windex. Shit. Does Love actually use... So, I'm, does it feature in any of them? Oh, fuck. Multi-purpose use of Windex. Mm-hmm. That's a complete blank. I'm going to go with Meet the Parents. Uh, nope, it was my big fat Greek wedding. Oh, well, yeah, you should have gone for the one which you haven't that seen. That would have made sense. Yeah, <laughs> I also forgot about that film again. There's like a bit at the beginning where, like, um, uh, I think this is the dad who treats every wound with um, Windex. With Windex, a Windex solves everything. Amazing. Next, um, is this what Americans are like? Shit. Uh, meet the parents. <laughs> yep. Okay, well that's that's not like a that's not a particularly American film. Like it's a, it's made of all Americans, sure, but it's not like Top Gun or something where they're like or Armageddon where they're blasting the national anthem at you all the time or eating cheeseburgers. It's like like that's they're, they're quite normal. I feel like they're not too American apart from Owen Wilson is a bit weird, but like mm. yeah, that's a odd review. I think. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was just one which I felt like it could be like it, you. You could uh... I was, again. I was going to go with uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding because I hadn't seen it, so yeah. I didn't know anything about that. But mm-hmm. I would have guessed if they said, "This is what Greek people are like." It's not even a nice necklace. Love actually, it's got to be love actually. It's Alan Rickman buying it for Emma Thompson, not Emma Thompson, someone else who isn't yeah. his wife. Yeah, that's correct, and that's all correct. Honestly, you don't know True Loss until you find out uh, about the old lesbian couple subplot the director cut entirely from the movie. That's got to be love, actually. Yep. Well, that's that's my... uh, Yes. I mean, like, love actually is all about loads of different stories. But I don't know if you're going to be like, ooh, what if there's a a subplot in something else? I I haven't seen one of the films. I know it's not (laughs) in Meet the Parents. That would be an odd subplot. If maybe if uh, his his fiancé had had, like, a weird lesbian lover because he meets... Owen Wilson, who's like an ex-boyfriend. Mm. That could have happened. I don't know. Maybe. It wouldn't have really added anything, because you've already done the ex. Well, it might have done, because it, like, it's just a subplot. That's the point. I think a subplot should add something. Yeah? Yeah, true. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's not just irrelevant. Uh, if it does that stuff, you should cut it. Did you know the Greeks invented letterbox? Games of the Greek. <laughs> uh, uh, it, uh, you mean not Games Greek. of the Greek. The Greek, well, think about Greek wedding. Yeah. Something Greek, I don't know. Yeah. That's correct. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, that reminds me, did you ever see, you haven't seen Father Ted, right? No. But when you said, did you know the Greeks invented blank, that was like straight out a bit for Father Ted with that racist old lady. She's like, the fucking Greeks. <laughs> you're, you're a racist now, Father. She says the Greeks invented gayness. Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Greeks, they invented gayness. Uh. 
<laughs> I love Father Ted. You haven't seen Father Ted, have you? No, I watched it. I watched a few episodes and it was it was entertaining. Oh man, it's great. No. Now uh, there's six questions of quotes from each of these films. Those three again, three. Th- Those three th- films. same three films. All right. If there's one about nipples. <laughs> so first one. Oh fuck! Wank bugger! Shitting ass! Head and hole. That's uh, Hugh Grant, or, or the other one, uh, Colin Firth in the British one, Love Actually. It is Love Actually. Yeah. But Who is it? It's uh, it's Billy Mac after singing the wrong words. Who's Billy Mac? Uh, that's Bill Nye. Oh right. Oh, okay. When, he's, when he when he sings yeah, Love yeah, is yeah. all around instead yeah, of Christmas. Okay. I right. This is a controversial opinion in the UK. Mm-hmm. I'm not that. I thought Love Actually was fine. I think it's so overrated. Mm. People, I don't know if it's because it's. I guess it's just one of those classic Christmas films. But it's, like, yeah. it's not old enough for really. Well, it is, but it's like early 2000s. But I never really got that enamoured by it. Mm. And so I've only seen it probably, probably twice. Yeah. Over the all the years and all the times it's been on, because I've it's always I've said, oh, should we? Yeah, it's Christmas. Should we watch Love Actually. And I was like, no, let's watch something else. Yeah, I've seen it now. There's good I, bits in it, and I like it. I, I think I'm in this. Uh, I, I'm not in the same sort of boat because when I was a kid, I loved it. I, mm. I adored the film, and then as I got older, I just realised mm, there's some good bits, but there's some bits where I'm like, yeah, nah. Um, so I'm just so I, I'm I'm not particularly I'm nonplussed about it. Yeah. The um, it just annoyed me as well. The uh, the character who turns up at Kieran Knightley's door. Yes, and I was just like, Ugh. "What a cunt!" Yeah. I was like, "Why are you going to make this about you?" Yeah, yeah. And also, you're going to your if, mate's if you... wedding and taking photos of only his bride. Like, it's just such a, it's a really dick. That's move. creepy. Yeah, like no, he's he's you know he's gone to the wedding and he's taking all these photos. But like, if you went up to anyone and started just taking photos of them without their knowing, and it was only of them, like zoomed in on them, like it's a bit weird. It's it's also it, it, it's made what to be, it's, it's, it's made to be like a sort of a big love moment, right? Yeah. But it's a real like, and it's celebrated. It's like like it's a really positive moment yeah. when it's really fucked. If 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 my if my <laughs> if my best mate decided to be like, I just got married and was just hitting on my <laughs> wife after just being married, I would be so pissed yeah. off. Well, that's the thing. I think is that now they haven't. Nothing's actually happened. They haven't an affair. Haven't had an affair or anything. But like both that guy, that guy's sitting upstairs. You know, thinking it's Carol Singleton, but he's oblivious to the fact that his best mate is. Yeah. You know, obviously he didn't act on it really, but he did. He did. But he did. Yeah. He did. And it's just, it's yeah, it's so dodgy. Well, yeah. not dodgy. It's just really seedy and horrible. Like if he knew that, he wouldn't be, he wouldn't be friends with him again. No. He wouldn't be friends. With him. He'd lose a lot of trust. And then we're supposed to see that as a positive moment of like, well, he didn't, you know, he didn't kill her. <laughs> like he didn't go, he didn't go mad. He didn't go like, you know, like he go, he didn't go incel and be like, why doesn't she love me? And like, you know, like taxi driver or something like that or yeah. any anything like that. And we're supposed to take that as like a positive message that he didn't go mad about it. <laughs> yeah, good one. Cheers. Uh, I, I like the uh, the Alan Rickman subplot, though. Well, that, mm. not subplot, plot line. Mm. Um, I did. I also don't like the bit that where Hugh Grant as Prime Minister tells the Americans to fuck off, whatever, whatever he says to them, like stands up to them because people are like, oh yeah, because yeah, we never get to say that in real life, and I just thought that was really tragic that like mm. an American would watch that and think, oh god, is this what the British really want? <laughs> Is this what they think? Is this they they sit and worry about like us yeah. like that? And I'm like, yeah, you just really 
showing what you actually think there. You think that UK is like under the US. As as a kid, um, the the way I saw that was like obviously, so, like the the way they build the American character in that is he's a bit he's like taking everything and being mm. like yes, is like I'm being very arrogant and stuff like that. And Hugh Grant finally gets like the like the that word in and be like no. And as a kid, because I'm not politically in, involved at all, yeah. I was like yeah. And then when he does the dancing thing, I'm like yeah. And again, it's it's one of those things where, as I said, when I get older, mm. I'm like, it's not as good. Like it's it just, just a, it's just a bit sad, really. Yeah. It's a bit like a bit of a power fantasy that they're they're putting in. Like oh look, we're doing this film and we can make believe. So we're going to make the British stand up to the Americans. We would never do that in real life. <laughs> yeah. Next one. What is going on, Mr. Pottery Class? Nice to meet you. What? Oh, I think that's Meet the Parents. Is he, I think that's Ben Stiller referring to Owen Wilson. Or it's Big Fat, uh, Big Fat Greek Wedding, and I don't know what it is. Which one are you going with? The Meet the Parents. Wrong. I'm not going to pick... I'm it, gonna... is, it is uh, my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Yeah, this is... I've got no... I don't know what it's about other than maybe a wedding. Well, to be fair, you, you, you know two of those films fairly well. Yeah, but I don't know all the words to them, so I'm still going to guess if it's somewhat related. Because when it was Pottery Class, I always thought that that might be Ben Stiller sort of taking the piss out of Owen Wilson yeah, yeah. behind his back, because there's just a bit where he does that, and he burns his altar down <laughs> accidentally. Mm. What's wrong with saying bomb on an airplane? That's Meet the Parents. I know that. Yeah, that's Meet the Parents. Um, yeah, there's a whole bit to do, uh, associated with that. Um, what do you mean, he don't eat no meat? Um, what? <laughs> Is that? I think that's love, actually. Right. That's the end. Of, that's my answer. Nope. That's my. I'm not going to get a screen. Unfortunately, like all the ones which are my big fat Greek wedding, it, it's it's. Uh, obviously, more of a guessing game. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm not going to guess that. I'm just guessing the other two because I, yeah, I think it might work in either of the other two. You have another question? Sure, I got one question for you. It's can you deal with that? Ben Stiller says that. I think. Yes. Made the point of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, it's boring when I don't know it. When I do know it, and then it's boring when I don't know. It. <laughs> I'm like, it's this. I don't know. It's this. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the last one. I'll give you anything you ask for, as long as it's not something I want to give. Love actually. Yep. That is. <laughs> I don't know which bit's that. That, that is the uh, American uh, president talking to uh, uh, Hugh Grant. Uh, this is what we were talking about before. It's just like he, uh, okay. he he comes across as very arrogant, and like that's part of the point. But but, but the question I want to actually ask you: Do you want to know what you got, Ashley? No. Yeah, you got f- four out of five in that one. And you got four out of six in that one. So it's you pretty got good. eight out of 11. Yeah. Take that, Jimmy Carr. I win. That's actually worse odds. I don't know. Um, do you have a favourite rom-com? Ooh. Yes. Good. Next. <laughs> what is it? Um, There's a few. Mm. Weirdly, I quite liked uh, 10 Things I Hate About You. Did you watch that with the uh, Judy yeah. Styles and Heath Ledger? There's just a weird thing about it. I don't know. It's mm. just very, it's very fucking nineties, and it's mm. a bit weird. Um, yeah, I want to say that one because it's also weird watching Heath Ledger back in like a romantic role, back in his like usual usual roles, back when you know he was all walking around and breathing and stuff. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, because I think he was started off in films. As like a sort of being seen as like a heartthrob, yeah, 
and he was he, I think he was worried about getting typecast into that so that's where I think he went a bit sort of like the other way and started mm. doing a bit more interesting films and when he did Brokeback Mountain as well yeah I think that was a bit of a thing and then obviously um, what was that indie film he did with Chris Nolan uh, yeah, something not, not so, people, something about knights not many people have heard about it uh, mm. A Knight's Tale yeah <laughs> it's pretty good um yeah, my my one's probably Crazy Stupid Love. That's a foot foot oh, one. I forgot about that. That's, that's a really good one. That's the first one which comes to my yeah, head. Yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah. Damn it. I'm not saying I wish I'd picked that. I just forgot about it. Yeah. That is like, I say that's more of a classic rom com mm. than uh, 10, Ten Things I Hate About You. Mm. Because there is a romantic, the main thing is a romantic thing, but it's not an out and out romantic comedy. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah that's a good one. That's a, that's, that's a very good one. I like. I I feel like the relationships in 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 that film as well are much more. They feel they they feel more real and more modern as opposed to ones which are like idealized. Oh, I I love this person, and is it a will they won't they sort of uh, film which you, I think we see a lot in 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 romantic films and yeah. then romantic comedies because of that. Um, but I I just really like Crazy Stupid Love because it's just got a variation of different relationships and they all feel very real. Mm. Um, and it's funny too. I like it. It, it makes me laugh. I like the traumatic comedy because <laughs> it's romantic and funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, next next uh, film is 80 for Brady. Right, yeah, you're going to have to help me on this one because I don't know jack shit about... I had no idea what this was, but <laughs> a group of friends made it their lifelong mission to go to the Super Bowl and meet NFL superstar Tom Brady. <laughs> right. This, if you'd have put this review with, is this what Mer- Americans are actually like? <laughs> that would have made far more sense. Yep. <laughs> uh, I bet I bet Tom, yeah, Tom Brady plays himself in it, I'm sure. Maybe, is it like a true story? It's based on a true story, yeah. Based on a true story. Christ. And that's, and that's is that coming out in the UK? Uh, supposedly on like Wednesday. I'll be oh, man. I don't imagine. I don't, I don't know a single person. I think who would watch that here. Yeah. Maybe in America where the NFL's big and Tom Brady big. I mean, I know who he is, mm. but I don't care about yeah, American yeah. football. I mean, I don't care about football, football either. But at least I could understand a football film coming over here, and like you know, people would have, would be interested in that. I think it's what it's meant to be is a heartwarming sort of journey story where yeah. f- four sort of slight elderly women sort of like, go to the NFL and they're like, oh, this is, this is not really for us, but we're going to go there anyway. Yeah, maybe maybe it'd be more about that. And you went the football, well, American football won't actually feature much in it. Uh, Tom, Tom Brady will probably only rock up at the end for like a cameo. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. Maybe I've judged this too harshly. Um, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe I've judged, judged it entirely correctly. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I won't say, I mean, have you seen the trailer for it? I have. It's very f- American football based. Amazing. Okay. Uh, but like it is about it is it is about the journey. Okay. <laughs> and the football. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I will be watching that one, Peter. Um, please don't ask me questions about American football. Uh, so, which American? No, I'm checking. Um, so, uh, what is, is a touchdown? That's what it's called in American football. This is going back to. Um, the, I've taken the lead actresses, the four main lead actresses, lead and actress. and four of the films they've appeared in. Oh, is it well-known actors? Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, and you've got to ask me answer whether it's uh, what the what the highest one is. You can get to choose between IMDb and Metascore. All right. Okay. So first of all, first of all, Sally Field. Sally Field. I like Sally Field. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man. Ugh, not that. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> or oh, maybe. Steel Magnolias. Oh, that's a yeah. Well. Smoking the Bandit. 
Oh shit. So, I've not seen Still Magnolias, but I think it's one of those films that I've been told to watch. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it's quite highly rated. Mrs. Doubtfire. Everyone loves Mrs. Doubtfire. It's a great film. I don't know if it's going to be rated higher than like a seven point something on IMDb. So, and I've no idea about critics because these are all sort of older films. What's the first one you said? American Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Man. American Spider-Man. Idiot. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, none of those. No, that, that, the last one was Smokey and the Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Again, another old classic film that I haven't seen. Mm. Oh, no, I have seen Smokey and the Bandit. Is that um, Burt Reynolds? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Okay. <laughs> Let's have a look. Oh, this is so. What, what, what's, what's he thinking? We're branding this as sort of like a, a film thing, and we haven't seen. So <laughs> yeah, many I know. Films. I feel really bad. The more like we talked about it, I was like, oh god, okay. It's you good. feel bad. You asked me these questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, it, I think I have seen Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. Uh, as a kid on TV. Mm. Uh, yeah, I've Smoking the Bandit. I don't think it's going to be. I would say out of all of those, because it's something I've heard of. I'm going to say Still Magnolias. I don't know whether I want to say Andy Beal met a. Metacritic or whatever it is. Um, I'm going to say, yes, the Magnolias and Metacritic. No. Well, I mean, was it, and is the it highest bad? one on Metacritic was The Amazing Spider Man. Really? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen. Still Steel Magnolias is 56 on Metacritic, okay. 66 for Amazing Spider Man. Um, if you just said on IMDb, you would have been right. What so my notice is yes. around DB. Okay, yeah, it's the thing. I feel like there's uh, so many films where the audience and critics just massively disagree, and I can mm. never tell which one, like which way round it's going to be. Yeah, especially when I haven't seen the film. It's, yeah, but also Amazing Spider-Man, right? Not a very good film, but I think my perception of it has been changed, or not been changed, but affected by its ranking in other comic book films right. because people tend to get very passionate about this, and they'll mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, you know." Uh, what was the what was the latest Spider Man with Andrew Garfield and that? And no way, no, 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 no way home. Yeah, it was No Way Home, wasn't it? Yeah, No Way Home because it was it was. Well, no, it's just No Way Home. Because Homecoming, Far From Home, No Way Home. Yeah, well, it's just No Way Home because there's there's No Way Home. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Um. So, that's really highly rated because yeah. it plays. The, but as a result, I, actually no, maybe that's actually that film is a bad example because I think it's probably elevated people's retrospective yeah, yeah. thing of Andrew Garfield, but. I think people are usually quite polarizing on superhero films. Like this film was amazing, or it was dog shit. Like it was Iron Man two, or it was Endgame. Like it's. I I think when it comes to superhero films, uh, we uh, kind of expect a little bit of shit. Um, And when and when it comes to that, you you kind of ignore some of the shit, which I think. I I remember when when I when I was first getting into superhero films. So when I was a kid, watching X Men and stuff like that, Um, and my when my mum would take me to the cinema, she'd be like, "Oh God." Because, like most of the most of the moment, yeah, but which shit. which ones were they? Like the X Men films? Yeah, like the X Men's were good. But, but you had you had the Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. Two of them were good. They they're they're fun. I'm sorry, your mother doesn't appreciate fine art like <laughs> Spider Man Three. But like they got better as 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 time went on, mm. and but there's still we still have a little bit of a washing over some of the like it's kind of a bit oh this is going to be the superhero-ness about it which is yeah i mean there's definitely uh i think there was a weird there was a weird time frame of the 90s and early 2000s where there was just the movies had a certain style of editing and mm. especially you can just you can gauge that just from watching trailers yeah and it, it dates it very harshly i don't know what would date the films that come out now mm. or whether we've got finally gone past that i don't know but yeah, there is something unique about them. 
yeah. like something about because it's sort of that thing of visual effects are just coming into sort of the mainstream, mm. uh, but they're not quite there yet. Um, and it's just sort of there's a transition from film to digital, so it has a specific look as well. Mm. Um, yeah, so you can look at something and know instantly that it was shot in the nineties. <laughs> if you watch something from that was shot directly on film, it could be anywhere between the fifties to the eighties if it's as long as it's you know coloured and stuff. Yeah. But if it's the nineties, you fucking know it. <laughs> yeah. Did, I also wanted to ask the her, her Sally Fields two. There's a Sally Fields two. <laughs> Sally Fields uh, well. two biggest films, two yes. like most highly rated films, are Lincoln and Forrest Gump. Oh, I forgot she was in Forrest Gump. Um, now oh, which damn it. which one? Do you, this is this is not for points. This is just like because yeah. otherwise there'll be five questions and I can't yeah, do yeah. that. Um, which one do you think is higher rated between those two? Just out of curiosity. I mean, I would say Forrest Gump, mm. uh, but I haven't seen Lincoln because it just looked a bit dry for me. I think it's good. It's um, it's very. It, I I can understand. It's very slow pacing, so it's it's one of those ones where I think a lot of people was who, Lincoln PTA. Uh, it might be. Or am I just thinking that because it's Daniel Day Lewis? I mean, let's have a look, Lincoln. Quick, not Andrew Lincoln, who we were talking about earlier. God, it's just he, he's turning up everywhere. <laughs> um, no, it's Spielberg. Was it Spielberg? Yeah, it's probably. Oh, well, okay. Probably but, yeah, I think I just made that association because because yeah. what? It's probably what. I'm not a big fan of PTA. Like, um, oh no, I, I quite like I like quite like Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, yeah. But I did. I thought it, when it, there's no reason why I haven't watched it. It's, I didn't avoid it. It just never. I just never got around to it. Hmm. Um, it's always great when I talk about. People say, "Oh, what are you interested? in? What do you like?" And I go, "Oh, I really like films." And they say, "Oh, did you have you seen this film?" And I just go, "No." <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a lot of films, but yeah. there are so many more films that I could ever watch in my lifetime. It's so difficult. <laughs> like the more the more you more we have this podcast, the more we think about. Oh, I've been thinking about just like, oh god, okay, I need to watch this one, this yeah. one, this one, this one. Um, I think my favorite PTA is probably Licorice Pizza because I usually when I I think part of the reason is when I go into PTA film I'm in I want to watch them because they're meant to be good and stuff like that and PTA is sort of like a renowned director, um, and so but I go into them with fairly low expectations and Licorice Pizza, I was very pleasantly surprised. Oh, I, with. I, I really like Licorice Pizza. I also I think I really liked Phantom Thread. Yeah, that might be one of my favorite yeah. films of his. Yeah. Uh, not favorite films of all time, but it was really good. Um, yeah, but I know that. So you went to see it with another one of our friends, and you both came out and said it was fucking dreadful. Well, she did anyway. She said it was absolutely fucking uh, dreadful. Yeah, it was not a big fan. <laughs> but you didn't you do that in a double bill? Like, didn't you see a film first and then go and see that? Yeah, we went to go see. I think what was the what was the ice skating film? Oh, Ta- I, Tanya. I, Tanya. Yeah, I went to go see that one, which was much more. I I, I think. The problem with going to go see those two films yeah, is Itonia. Itonia so is very much like a very like action packed. It's very far, like fast paced. It's very sort of like lots of shit is happening. Yeah. Very high profile and high intensity. Um, when you and then you have Phantom Thread, which is just like I'm going to be making some clothes for you now. Would you like some clothes? Yeah. I'm going to be a bit of a dickhead while I'm making clothes. I don't remember how long that film was, but I know it felt about three hours. Not in a bad way, but it did. How is that a good? Okay, go on. Because I just felt like, judging it, I would say it was about three hours. I didn't mean it. God, it dragged on. I just meant if someone said, how long has it been? Three hours. Okay, I've accurately assessed the time. It must be bad. How long is it? 
It's two. It's two hours ten. Yeah, three hours. <laughs> it felt really long. That's a good thing. I don't understand. I didn't say it felt too long. <laughs> Avatar two was too long. Forrest Gump is higher on IMDb. Um, what was at, the other film again? Uh, Lincoln. Lincoln. Yeah, I would probably guess. I'm, I think Forrest Gump is one of those ones that's like in the top. It's in the top two fifty, mm. I think. But Lincoln's higher on Metacritic. Anyway, next I, one. I don't really look at Metacritic. Uh, Rita Moreno. I don't think I know who that is. She was in The King and I. I haven't seen that. Carnal Knowledge. I haven't seen that. Uh, both West Side Stories. I haven't seen either of them. Uh, and My Father's Dragon. I haven't seen that. The West Side Story is, I'm using the modern one. Makes a difference to me. Um, what was the first film you said? The King and I. I want to say that on IMDb. Oh, wait, no, no, no. West Side Story, the new one, IMDb. You should have gone with your first answer. I don't care. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Jane Fonda. I know her. I've seen her in adverts for women's makeup. On Golden Pond. Nope, not seen it. Uh, they shoot ho- shoot they shoot hoses. They shoot horses, don't they? I've heard that. Not seen it. The China Syndrome. Not seen it. Period of Adjustment. Not seen it. Fuck knows, Pete. I, <laughs> you might you just stringing words together and go pick one. <laughs> More films that we don't know. Random guess. The second one. Uh, IMDb. Yep, you're right. Cool. <laughs> You're gonna get guess one right eventually. <laughs> and finally, Lily, Lily Tomlin. Now I do know her. Mm-hmm. What's she been in? <laughs> uh, she was in the player, 1992. Not seen it. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Have seen that. Probably wouldn't have seen her though, because unlikely voice. Uh, Ponyo. Not seen it. Again, an animated film. Cool. Uh, Nashville, 1975. Not seen it. Those are like some of the Ponyo. IMDb. No, Spider Verse. Oh, I forgot about that. I've completely forgot that film was part of it because I just didn't. I just assumed it was all films I hadn't seen again. Yeah, yeah. No, I just. Do you think you're going to go see Eighty for Eighty? No, I'm not going to see any of them, Pete. <laughs> no, we're going to see our final film, which is going to be Broker. Oh no, we'll see that. Yeah, uh, a young lady decides to give up a newborn child to a church for adoption, but discovers that there is an active group which steals these children for sale. She catches the group red-handed and joins them in an exciting road trip to find customers ready to buy the child. They don't go smoothly since two lady cops are hot on their trail. It started and like things get complicated. It started the way you were telling me that. I was like, "Oh, this is, sounds really harrowing." I've seen the trailer, so I know probably what it's about. Mm. But then it, the, the description changed into like a buddy cop thing, and then they go, yeah. oh, then they go on an exciting romp across the country. I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Make your mind up. What kind of film is it? Maybe mm. it's both. Maybe it's really good." Yeah, I mean, like, I think a lot of. It was some really, a lot of sort of feel-good films start in a point where it's like, oh, really... Yeah, it's only uphill from there, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people are like, oh, yes, no, I feel good now because it's like shit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I I don't know if... I haven't heard any reviews of this film. Mm. I don't know if it's going to be any good. I think it's it's the trailer made... I saw the trailer in the cinemas. And it made very heavy reference to Parasite because yeah. it's starring one of the actors, the dad in Parasite. Um, and I think it is very much like... Because recently, I think after Parasite, we've seen a lot more Korean films being shown. Yeah. As a result, I mean, because it won Best Picture, it really brought exposure this to This is it. actually where I'm going to go with the question, but continue. Well, how did I know that? No, 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 I know. I, I'm just, <laughs> I like, I have, I just, it's, it's interesting <coughs> that your, your brain went the same place. Yeah, um... I think that's probably because I think we've had this conversation before. <laughs> um, I've lost my trailer thought, but I think it was along the lines of 
yeah, I, I don't know that how much those films would have been coming out in our cinemas mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago, but it's becoming a lot more mainstream now. Yeah, I think actually just a lot of Korean cultures coming out. So we got K-pop, mm. you know, getting K-drama films. Sure, um, and it's it's really cool. But I, I've just not something I would have been aware of. I think it's also um, good because I mean, obviously, that with uh, with us being in the UK, like we there's that filter of the ones which come get through to us are probably just mainly the good, the better ones. Oh yeah. Um, wish that were true of all films in general <laughs> crime macho I'm looking at you yeah um, so I, it, we're fortunate to get to see a lot of the, the great um, um, you know Korean cinema I think I, I, I don't have been to that many indie, in, indie cinemas to see actually what they've got there because mm. they might have more but we usually go to like chain cinemas because we have a Cineworld card yeah it's just it's just easier and it's easier to get to and, like, so, and also most films that I want to see like, mm. I, like you said, like there's so many bloody films. Yeah. If I'm gonna watch all these big films coming out, well, theatrically released films, and watch and keep up to date on the independent films, well, I'm never gonna get anything done. I'd, I'd yeah. have to quit my job. That's it. I just wouldn't. Be able to, I'd, just yeah. have to, I'd have to make that my job. There's there's so many films. Yeah. Um, and it, they keep coming out as well. You can't ca- <laughs> you can't just catch up. And right, I've caught up. I'm all done. No, nope, yeah. they keep going. Like we, we we try to go see at least one film in the cinema every week, which is like which means that one new release every week, and then I try and watch films in the evenings. And you were saying that you had a friend who basically just like every day will watch a film, and what? Um, yeah, that's I think he, he described it as sort of like that's just it's his happy place. It's what he does. It's yeah. like when he comes home from work, especially when he's working away, uh, as people in our industry tend to do. Um, he goes back to his hotel or his Airbnb or whatever, and he just he just watches a film because it's like, well, I could go for a walk or I could go to the pub, but like, I don't know anyone here. It's a weird city. Just watching a film. So he and he he's just yeah, he's he's one of those people where I think I like film. Mm. He fucking lives it. Like yeah. he just he works. First of all, he does it as a job. He's a camera operator. Second of all, like he he used to teach film in a university or or something college. I don't know. He used to be a professor or teacher. How old is he? He's thirty eight. Right. Uh, and for the last how many years he's worked as a camera operator, so he's like very full. Mm. But the, yeah, the way he talks about film, he's got like an encyclopedic knowledge. He will tell you every director, every actor, every fucking composer of anything. Any just God, if there's ever a film round, I thought I'd do all right. But yeah, he would absolutely demolish me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like all those films that we talked about, where I've just got don't know, don't know, don't know. He's he'll have seen all of them. He'll know exactly mm. who the actors are. He'll know why they were in that film and what led up to that film and the production story behind each. Other. And it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. I've never said to him, "Oh, have you seen this film?" And he said, "He's never said no." He's never said no. It's absolutely mental. You need to... You need to th- what you need to do is go watch 80 for Brady and then ask him. <laughs> no, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to make up a film. I'm going to yeah. make up a title of a film and then and say, oh, so have you seen... Um, Horses the, of... The wet, the wet Dressing Gown. The <laughs> Wet Dressing Gown. <laughs> yeah, I see where you got that... Uh, that uh... <laughs> have you seen The Wet Dressing Gown? Yeah, and he, he, he looks no. at my <laughs> at my door and there's a towel yeah. and a dressing gown. Yeah. So I can see where the brain went there. <laughs> well done, Pete. Um, yeah, I've I've all got to him one day and I'll, I'll do it next week. And I'll just be like, oh, have you seen the white dressing gown? And he goes, no. If he says yes, my entire illusion of him will be shattered. <laughs> I'm like, it's all lies, isn't it? You haven't Turn- seen any of these films. You just know that I haven't, so you can say whatever you want. Turns out your friend is ChatGBT. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like that. Um, my question was uh, since Parasite we have had been fortunate to see all these uh, a lot of Korean films in the UK cinemas but what other uh, country cinema would you like to see more of here uh, I'd like to see more I don't know 
the rate at which they're getting produced. I don't know if they're still getting produced like they used to, or maybe they're getting more. But Hong Kong, mm. um, Hong Kong Chinese cinema. I used to grow up on that shit. Uh, Jackie Chan, Jet Li, Sammo Hung. Mm. That was my bread and butter as a kid. I, I used to have I used to have my VHS. You still need to take me through a lot of martial arts films because I want I want I want to sort of know more because yeah I think that a lot of the big ones you might have seen mm. um, like like Crouching Tiger and Dragon was like this, was a massive yeah. one uh, but that was very much just a straight up martial arts film but there's also like comedy ones as well like Samo you will have seen as well you'd have seen who he is Samo Hung mm. um, but he, so many of them are just yeah but. The, there's big ones which get shown over here, but there's also a lot of ones which have low budget, no safety whatsoever. As you'll yeah, see, like stunts, yeah. just get absolutely <laughs> like. Apparently, Donnie Yen had. This yes, thing. I heard about this. Yeah, Donnie, it was probably on like a corridor video or something. Yeah. But Donnie Yen had this thing where, when he was in Hong Kong, because he would just say like, "Okay, so for this next take, I'm gonna punch you as hard as I'm gonna knock you out. I'll give you, you know, two hundred quid or whatever. Like I'll pay you mm. for for the service. But I just so you know that I'm gonna pay you this, and you're gonna let me knock you out." On, mm. on screen and so I think like in a in the modern day now good martial artists or good stunt performers they never actually make contact or if they do it's very like minimal, yeah. try to minimize injury to themselves and to whoever they're hitting I mean, I mean he, he, but like in in that time and in that era it was very much like everyone's expendable apart from the star so it's like they'll just start hitting you in the face <laughs> that's it you, know, you complain you don't get paid or you don't get brought back so it's yeah. like you gotta I, take it I, I think it's 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 one of those things where in in, in um uh, films nowadays, you hit, you hear when someone hits someone actually in a film. Like we all know that yeah. Harrison Ford accidentally hit uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, they in... tried that out on every talk show, didn't they? Yeah, and then we, I think Creed got hit at one point. Uh, Apollo Creed got hit at one point in real life, and yeah, and you you just hear about them. But when <laughs> but over, but um, Donnie Yen's just sort of like, nah, I'm gonna hit you. <laughs> um, I'm telling you, I'm gonna hit you. I've got a contract here that you have to sign that says it's okay for me to hit you. Um, speaking of boxing, there's, go on. There's, there's, also, there's also a thing. I think it's partly because uh, essays or supporting artists, supporting artists slash extras, um, and I don't know if it includes stunt performers as well, but in some country cinemas, you only get paid if you're on screen. Yeah, so you can be there all day. Yeah. So like I it's 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 a little bit it's it's not particularly ethical but I think in that way if you're the the mindset might be is like oh I have to if I'm going to do this I will get on screen I will get paid yeah it's a way for basically push your push the the essays and uh, <laughs> um stunt performers even further than yeah. what they would do like <laughs> If they're being more self, like respect, yeah, yeah. respectable, there's lots of. I mean, there's lots of people get hurt all the time. Like at mm. the end of a lot of Jackie Chan films, it's, even in the Rush Hour ones as well, he shows the stunts that go wrong or how many times it took him to do something. Sure. And there's always Jackie Chan loves a stunt with a ladder. He's diving through the ladder, flicking it up, like flipping over his head, hitting people with it. And there's so many times where he like he'll go to jump through the bit of the ladder, his foot will slip, and he'll like get himself in the nuts or something on that. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, and then he'll like hunch over for a bit and then give like a alright cool we're going again <laughs> it was, I saw a video of him telling a story this is all about people getting hurt on set he mm. was on I can't remember what film it was but he was on a Bruce Lee film and it's, there's a group of guys all attack Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee you know goes around like hitting them all in the face like kicking them all he goes one two three four one of them is Jackie Chan and one of the takes either Jackie or Bruce Lee like mistimes it or something and just gets fully kicked in the face mm. or like you know absolutely twatted and goes down 
but they keep rolling they carry on going they pretend like nothing's happened and then apparently as soon as they hit cut Bruce Lee came up to him and was like oh my god I'm so sorry are you okay like came up to him and Jackie mm. Chan was just like not actually that hurt but pretending to be that hurt so, <laughs> just so Bruce Lee could come up and like oh yeah 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 and apparently then like the next day on the set or the day after Bruce Lee would always be like ah oh, Jackie how are you how are you doing and that was his intro to yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then Jackie would like just play it off like oh yeah it's still a bit sore yeah it's still a bit sore <laughs> but yeah. he was fine just like starting to like put like marks on yeah, it, yeah. just getting it like a red crayon <laughs> yeah yeah I love Jackie Chan's films. Um, not as a person, <laughs> but some real bad shit as a person. Mm. Uh, but his films, especially what is what is what I grew up on. Uh, but yeah, I'd like to see more of those sorts of films. I think there's got to be so many I'm missing out on. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't aware of... I don't, are you aware of Nollywood? Oh, where's Nollywood? I mean, where's what begins with N? <laughs> oh! Is this Nigeria? This is Nigeria. I have seen not. Yeah, I've seen not. I've seen like the helicopter effects videos of like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I have seen that. Yeah, some of it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I've I've not seen any sort of Nollywood film or any film from Nigeria. Well, the ones that I have seen yeah. are very low budget. Right. And so the odds, the chance of them ever getting shown theatrically here are just a zero, mm. pretty much at the moment. But those are the ones I've seen. I'm sure there's some high budget ones or like higher budget ones. Well, I, because I, I, obviously I, I, I've, I've decided to bring up a list of, of mm. films of, of um, how many films are made by each country, sort of like a year. And I've got the top fifteen. Yeah. Um, are you interested to see where US is? I reckon it's up there, but it can't be near the top. It's fifth. Yeah. Um, with 660 films made in 2017. See, that's a weird one because. Where, at what point do you count it? Is, is it just in cinemas? Um, some cinema following shows. is a list of 15 countries, um, number of feature films, fiction, animation, documentary produced according to the UNESCO Institute for Statistics. So it's, the, I, I guess, they're like... Yeah, is it like over a certain budget or like shown in the cinema? Or I, Yeah, I don't know what the requirements are, but sure. Because yeah. I feel like there's got to be more. It, yeah, m- maybe. But... Um, uh, the UK for if you're interested is was 285. That's it, not bad. That's in 2017. Yeah. Um, but when we're talking about someone who's watching a film a day, even at that rate, <laughs> they wouldn't be able to cover the UK and the US. Um, yeah. But then, so um, Nigeria is number two, with 1,599 in 2019, mm. which means that I mean yes there's probably there's probably a lot of them which were going to be like low budget as you're saying probably not particularly good quality or whatever yeah. but I mean if you're making 1600 films a year the chances are there will be at least five yeah. <laughs> which are like really one would hope really good yeah. and then have a decent budget too yeah I mean I'd, I'd, be, da- I'd be down for it if um if one got released, I like the look of it. But I think for it to get released, for it to get released here, it would have to be really good. Yeah. Uh, so I'd be I'd be definitely down for it. Um, there are there are quite a lot of Bollywood films that are yep. shown in cinemas here. Yep. Um, have you seen RRR yet? I've not seen RRR yet. Uh, partly because yeah, it's like three hours long. That's really good though. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it be will be really good when I eventually watch it. But I'm in no rush. Yeah. Uh, India's top. Yeah, I mean, I, that's no surprise. Um, in 2019, they did 2,446. They shoot a lot of Bollywood stuff in the UK. Um, it's like a completely different style of production. Mm. They they just basically throw all the money at the, the crew. Not like, they don't pay them very well, but they pay a lot of people to be on set. Mm. So there will be 
a camera, the camera operator, when they hit cut, someone will come and just take the camera off him. And apparently one time, well, someone I used to work with worked on a Bollywood set for just for a few days, like an additional third or something like sure. that. Um, and the guy who was supposed to take the camera off him was like somewhere else. And the guy just let go of the camera. Like he was just, because normally, you know, in our productions, there's not there's a good number of people, but you just sort of you hand them over to someone, you find them, you go, oh, here's the camera, I'm done with it. He just was like expecting there to be someone because there's 14 million people around him, so he just lets go of the camera, and he just goes Poof, and smashes everywhere. And the guy who should have grabbed it got in trouble, not the guy for dropping it. But it's just that's a, it's, ridiculous. But it's just a different. It's just a different production style. It's it. It's like he at the end of the day, yeah, we we wouldn't expect that on mm. our sets or whatever, but. That was his job. He was paid to do that, and he didn't do it. So yeah, he got in trouble. It doesn't mm. matter. It doesn't matter that the job might seem like a silly one or like an unnecessary one or a you know even a. Come on, now use your common sense. Don't just let go of the camera. But mm. no, he he done it before. He done it all the times, all the previous days, and all the other previous shoots. Fine, one time with one there, smash. <laughs> You're but, out of a job. <laughs> but it's um it's 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 interesting because I don't know if you remember that online there was a big um. A comp- well, it was a big race to who- on YouTube for who to get to a hundred series, wasn't it? Yeah, T series versus PewDiePie, who could get to a hundred million subscribers first. Now, PewDiePie is basically one guy, and I think like um, an editor, maybe two editors. I don't know. Yeah, but <laughs> oh, he definitely employs people. Yeah, yeah. Um, like if he was making a like a a ten minute video every single day, yeah. that'd be three hundred sixty five versus. I think a large part the T series is a big thing in yeah. India too, and when they're making sort of two two thousand four hundred, and say like half of those, maybe a, even if even if it's a quarter of those, are like T series related. That's still like six <laughs> like six hundred films um, in a year. So they're, <laughs> they're making a ridiculous amount of content. Um, so you can kind of understand how there was absolutely no way. Yeah, I think he knew that. Though. I don't think even uh, PewDiePie knew that. I think it was just sort of made it. The competition sort of boosted his own numbers at the same time as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, it's it, mutually beneficial. It was sort of like it was a losing game, but it was a bit of fun it's for fun, like yeah. Yeah. some really competition anyway. Yeah, Korea is what well, is just behind the US with uh, three. Well, actually, it's not just behind. It's the in sixth, but like with the US making six hundred sixty, South Korea makes three hundred thirty nine. All about North Korea. I don't know. There's there's no st- stats for North Korea. Oh, well, come on, UNESCO, get your stats in. France, stats in France, or uh, Fr- French seminar, seminar is meant to be quite good. I don't know if there's. A, I, I don't know. If, I I think I remember someone saying there's another new wave of French. I don't remember what it's called because new wave was like nineteen. The new new wave. Yeah, it's something like that. Uh, I, no, I don't know about uh, current. I mean, I've seen a few French films. I think I talked about it on the, like not the last one of these, but the one before mm. that we talked about um, Celine Sciamma. Um, and her films that she's done in the last few years, I really like that. I don't know if she comes under any sort of movement in French cinema. I don't know, uh, but there's quite a lot of very influential French films from the 1960s onwards, mm. the sort of like post-war, yeah, French New Wave stuff that I should probably watch. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it's 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 like it's just even looking at the number of films which have been made, it's. How do we... I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of crap. Say half of all films are just crap. That's very harsh, Pete. <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? I think it's much higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, how many films are in the cinema at the moment that I actually want to see? All of them. You want to see all of them? I don't want to see all of them. You want to see 80 for Brady? I don't want to see that. That's not out in the cinema right now, Tom. That's... I don't even know if it's coming out in the UK. I mean, I'm sure maybe it is. If it's, got, if it's got some big name actors in it. Yeah. It's got, uh, it's also it's got, got Tom Patton, Brady. It's got Patton Oswalt as well. All right. He's in lots of stuff. He's not a big draw because he's in every film. Yeah, I've actually because I remember thinking there's a there's actually I was surprised because I thought this was just a one of those filler films which is just maybe to make a bit of bit of money on the side using the sort of it's Tom like Tom Brady's retirement fund. That's what that film's for. <laughs> maybe. Um, we got Harry Hamlin, Patton Oswalt, Sally Kirkland, Tom Brady, obviously, and few, and a few other people who you may recognise. But uh, yeah, it's like. It's just a money-making film, I guess. Well, all films are money-making. Films. Well, hey. yes, like everything, yeah, especially nowadays. I think it's definitely it's very money-focused. But this one is—they're not really. They, they might have put effort. They probably put they put a lot of effort in. People worked very hard on that. They got they got up at like six a.m. every day for a twelve-hour shooting day for yeah. months. Yeah, and then you, and then you, yeah, don't put I won't say in. nothing. I won't say. I won't <laughs> say anything about the the crew who actually filmed it. I'm talking about the yeah. Creators. Leave the crew alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is one other question which I was I was I was going to ask you, but now you're not going to ask. Um, if Cocaine Bear, well, we've done Cocaine Bear. Yeah, is a success. Yeah. Uh, which animal do you think should be cocaineified next? Well, it's called Cocaine Bear because it was based on a true story. Yes. I don't think you should subject an animal to more cruelty, Pete. <laughs> the bear died. Spoilers for the film. But. <laughs> I haven't seen the film. Um, which animal? <laughs> what which would animal? You, which, which, which animal would you base it on next? Me. <laughs> Just Humans. give me lots of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think they've started off strong with bear. I don't know if we can really... Yeah. I'm trying to think of like a bigger thing. Like an elephant or something, maybe. But that would be fucking lethal. Also, you need a lot more cocaine, probably. Mm. But they've got a hell of a nose for it. <laughs> you could go for, like, a cocaine tiger and set it in, you know... Well, I mean... I guess that what's I guess the thing that sets it out is that it's a bear in an area where people live. Mm. Like a tiger. Yes, there are places in, like, India who, you know, there are the tigers that could be within reach of it. So maybe that, but is that not just more of the same thing? Is that not the same premise? I want something a bit different, you know, <laughs> well, like a cocaine eagle. <laughs> is I'm, a different threat entirely. The point is, is if it's successful enough, they were like the the company which make it would be like, hmm, maybe we should try and do something. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's how let's they just, work. Let's just leave this line around and see what happens. Um, I mean, I, you want something that is already is low energy. You either want something that's already high energy and give it cocaine. Mm. Or you want to take some really low energy and make it normal speed, like a sloth. Mm. Give a sloth cocaine. Is it gonna? I, yeah. Is it gonna do anything different, or is it just gonna sit there going, "Oh fuck"? It'll move. It'll move very slightly faster. Yeah. It may not get run over this time. I want to give a cheetah a cocaine. <laughs> gonna break think, the land speed do, record. Do you think it works like a boost? It's like a video well, game it's not boost a dip, where it's, it's not. It's not gonna slow it down, is it? <laughs> I mean, it might do. Yeah, because I mean. Cheetahs only reach the top speed of like whatever it is, 65 miles an hour for a very short amount of time. Yeah. So I don't know if it would... It would kill it. Prol- oh, definitely. I mean, the, I'd definitely kill it, yeah. right? Because um, I think the amount that the bear had was just far too much. Uh, not the recommended amount of cocaine <laughs> for a bear. 
Uh, but I think a cheetah. I don't know if it would prolong the the time it got to a top speed or whether its top speed would be even higher. I don't know. I reckon maybe the top would... speed would be the same and the acceleration would be higher. I just I'd assume the top speed would be you, you would top speed maybe a little bit higher, but it's more like the duration. And mm. as soon as like you hit like a certain amount of that duration, the heart will just go. <laughs> yeah, probably, probably, then just probably very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it only runs for that short amount of time because that's only as long as it can run. Yeah, biologically. So cocaine might increase the energy level. It's not going to make the legs and heart stronger. No. <laughs> so they're going to give out just as quickly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But this is remember this is like not real film sort of universe. You could give cocaine to a shark and make jaws, but on cocaine, <laughs> cocaine yeah, jaws. But the, the, but that's again though the film's not going to be any different. There's still the big scary shark that's eating people. Whether it's got cocaine or not, it's going to make it slightly more aggressive. But the, it's only ever as aggressive as. I mean, the film be, makes they, it. They, they could be different sort of like, like characters in there. There could be lots of different stuff. I don't know if you know this, Tom, but they, but art tends to re- repeat itself. As do you. Yeah. Um, and you know, like there's lots of different Jaws films. There's lots of different um, sort of. Uh, films based on sharks attacking boats. Yes, um, Sharknado is a film. They've made lots of those. Yeah, that repeats itself. Is that art? <laughs> is Jaws four art? I mean, it depends on your definition. What of does art. um in the Fablemans? What does the uncle say? He's like, art's in you. You gotta get it out of you. <laughs> It'll ruin you. Ruin your life, kid. Uh Jaws four. I haven't seen it. I don't imagine it's good just because it's no. There's no. Has there been a a, a film like not Harry Potter because the film where there's more more than that. You mean series. like sequ- uh, sequelized films which had yeah, like yeah, but one that's been like yeah, it was only originally one film and then got sequelized and then got sequelized and then got sequelized. Has there been a good four? I'm hoping for John Wick four. That might yeah, that might be alright. Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah, what's is, Fast and Furious like? like um, the first one. I've been mean, like, are they good adaptations of the first Fast, film? Fast and Furious. They're all kind of you all kind of know what they are. Also, I've gotten a good example: Mission Impossible. Um, oh yes, that's a good one. That's a good uh, one. Fast and Furious. They're all kind of like Rocky, Rocky, Rocky Four, Rocky great. Four. Rocky Four is probably arguably the best one. Yeah, yeah. Rocky but Five, fa- not so much. <laughs> Maybe fast- Five's the rule. <laughs> but Fast and Furious. Yeah, it's um, the first film was. It's entertaining. Yeah. Like there's some really like the the street racing thing was a cool thing in it. I think when they were just like, oh, we want to do more street racing stuff because people really vibed with that and you know made money. So they decided to make another one, and it's just become a it, the actual quality of the narrative is it's fine. Um, yeah, I don't, and think, it, I don't think money it's, solves it's, the narrative it's, problem. Does it's, it? it's it's just it's a fun film which they just keep on remaking and they mm. just keep on doing bigger and bigger and better stunts like when like the whole point with fast nine i've gone with this cool because there's a stupid net have you seen how they're named oh yeah it's I, ridiculous. that's the one thing i've seen i've seen i've seen some of the trailers and i've seen some of the naming conventions and they're, yeah that's ridiculous but they don't mean anything anymore especially with films mm. like we talked about mithrigan and what that would look like <laughs> if it was serialized but um yeah i think the like i think fast and furious is kind of what mission impossible is what Fast and Furious wants to be is just Mission Impossible. They actually are. They make really good films. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because I mean, I I like. I, I guess what's what's the worst Mission Impossible? Do you think? Oh. Uh, was it? Was it, it two or three? Two? Was it two or three? Where? The one is the three is about the rabbit's foot, and it starts off with uh, the guy wants to kill. Um. 
Tom Cruise's wife. Yeah. Two two takes a very different approach. I think from, that might be it from then. from but, one, but, but not bad. Yeah, not bad. Different. And then uh, I really like the 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 modern Mission Impossible. So like Ghost Protocol, mm. uh, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They're 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 top tier. Yeah, and it's a shame it's coming to like supposedly after there's a there's a there's two parter film which is yeah, coming to an end. Two two more films coming. But out, I mean, yeah. like it's understandable considering he's like he's sixty. Or he's, yeah, uh, I don't know if he's over sixty, but he's coming up on it. Jesus. He's an old boy. He's an old boy. That's another Korean film we saw. That, well, that, from the recent years before Parasite, Old Boy and Mother. So um, I think, okay, uh, I think. The the for the naming structure for Fast and Furious just to read it out again, is the Fast and the Furious is the first one. Then he goes too fast, too furious. It's like oh that's that's a fun sort of way. Then it's the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. So okay, cool. Then it's Fast and Furious, which is I I I I think Fast and Furious is the first one where I'm like okay this is starting to get odd because the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift is like okay yeah I can understand you're doing like you might do that you don't Fast and Furious and then yeah like the, like Harry Potter and the yeah too Fast and Furious ignore that um, ignore then what? it goes then it goes Fast Five yep I remember that yeah then Fast and Furious Six so they went from they went Fast and Furious then Fast Five then Fast and Furious Six so they added the number. Um, even though it's the second Fast and Furious film. Yep. Then Furious 7. Yep. Then The Fate of the Furious, where they haven't even put 8 into the... In, into in, Fate. Into Fate. It's just The Fate of the Furious. Then it's... Uh, I think it's... Uh, I, that's They run out here for this list. But I think it's Fast 9. And it might be Furious X. The yeah. last one's X. Well, yeah, but X for 10, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like when people started calling the iPhone the iPhone X. And I was yeah. like, well, no, it's 10. They're just using an X to signify the 10. And people still call it the iPhone X to, I, this, to this day. I, I think the, I think the people who are writing it, are it, it's, it's got to be deliberate. They've oh, got they, to be aware that they're just like, oh, we're just going to name it something weird this no, time. They just know that, who cares? People are going <laughs> to see it. They're going to make money. Yeah. It doesn't matter. That's like The films themselves as well, they're very, they know what they are. Mm. They're not setting out to make, you know, cinema that's going to blow people's minds you know plot wise like we were saying like we said before like it doesn't matter how much money you throw at something it's never going to improve the narrative it's only mm. going to change the way you tell it or the ability you have to tell it but the actual story can be told with zero budget or a mm. hundred million dollars the only matter. the only way which giving it more budget will make it better is if you give it more budget to delay it and have more time in pre-production or you get better actors who cost more money <laughs> anyway what do you th- uh, are you happy and do you feel like you've learnt am I uh, happy <laughs> uh, do you think you've, got? do you think you've learnt a lot about Cocaine Bear what's love got to do with it 80 for Brady and Broker I learned about the Tom Brady one because I didn't know about anything about that the others yeah. I feel exactly the same knowledge wise mm-hmm. I don't feel like this was a, a, a lesson that you were teaching me about these films you were asking me BuzzFeed questions about <laughs> what drug I was going to be but that aside I did learn about the eight, 80 for Brady's 80 for Brady yeah okay 80 for Brady um, yeah I learned about that film and it's not changed my life in any way I'm not going to see it mm. are you going to are you interested in seeing any of these films yeah I'll see Broker yeah uh, and I'm not going to see Cocaine yeah, Bear come on no, no I mean well I mean if I've if there's nothing else to do <laughs> if there's nothing else on the cinema I'll fine I'll watch it because you know I've got the card I might as well use it but if there's any other film mm. that I'm interested I'm going to go see that over Cocaine Bear I think there's some interesting films coming up as well. 
because I, I, I don't know, right? It's hard to judge with a film like Cocaine Bear, mm. whether it's so bad, but in a, bad in a fun way, or like they've set out to make it bad in a fun sure, way, sure. because then it can just be really try hard and really bad. Like the Sharknado films, mm. a dumb concept, right? Oh, sharks in a tornado. Oh, man. But that was just too, too far of like, we're making this film, it's going to be dumb, but that'll be the fun part. Like, you, oh, it's so funny because it's how, how over the top we're going and it just killed it. You say that, there's a lot of people who love the Sharknado I'm films. sure there are. I mean, obviously, they made five of them, whatever. So there were people who like Cocaine Bear, but well, I'm not... Maybe when someone says, oh, we want to have fun, do you want to have fun? You go, no. Exactly. <laughs> no but like, no are, fun allowed. But it turns out, Tom, there are people who go like, you know what? Yeah, I will have fun. Yeah, that's fine. That's let, what let, life is about, let them do fun. It. Let them do it. So if you want to go see Cocaine Bear... Like, because obviously Probably you're very excited about this. Yeah, you go see it. But if I've got literally anything else to do, I'll do that instead. So chances are I'll see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't go see Cocaine Bear. I was in the toilet. Yeah, I was uh, just consuming oxygen over there, so I couldn't... Uh... <laughs> Sorry, busy today. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for... Um, uh, thank you very much, Ecstasy Parrot. I think that's what you were. Oh, I'm not being cool, that. It's not fucking... I'm on Twitch. I'm not going to go by an alias. I mean, you could do. I don't want to... Why would I do that? Okay. That's basically be like being a furry. 